Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. One yay, one slay for God. The morning. <laughs> really get us in the mood, you know. Listen, sometimes you need it. Right. Sometimes you need it. And sometimes that is medicine. You know, sometimes a yay and a slay is uh, healthcare. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is therapy. Sometimes it is um, everything. So. Yeah. Just a little cough syrup TM. Right. A little spoonful of sugar. <laughs> A spoonful of sleigh, if one could say. <laughs> Fuck! Okay, great. I love that. I love that so much. I feel especially old this week. Okay. Welcome to Into the Old Bones. Into the Bones are breaking. Are, we're, we're, we're sick, we're sad. <laughs> we're feeling aged. Like, for no specific reason, a couple right. days ago, my foot just hurt. There's no, cool. <laughs> I didn't do anything to it. I didn't sleep wrong. I didn't step on it wrong. It just, maybe the, the weather, the humidity, the pressure. I don't know. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. Maybe uh, my foot just got bad vibes. I don't know. Right. Maybe it just like assessed the situation and was like, actually, I don't really like this. And right. decided to hurt. And honestly, respect it. Respect it. Of, of- maybe it knows something I don't, which is scary. Because right. it's my body. It's trying to tell you something. <laughs> I'm just so tired of being old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this why midlife crises happen? Is this why people get motorcycles? <laughs> they just want to feel are something. You, are you feeling the urge to get a motorcycle? No. I think my wildest urge is that I got a new heated blanket. Like, that's... Ooh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> you're living large. Hey, welcome to Into the Twilight. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you? Are you back from the dead? I am revived. I am here. Are you a vampire now? I fuck. I mean, maybe you know. I'll never know. Say, yeah, we'll never know. Um, but I'm I'm chilling. I'm vibing. Um, I am. Uh, I my happy thing is that I am being reunited. Um, oh. with things from my past, which seems like not a happy thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. That sounds top, terrifying. <laughs> off rip sounds bad. Um. J- don't you worry, um, because my mom is currently moving, and so she's like, hey, here's, like, a box of shit that you never brought with you when you left, um, so okay. I'm just gonna, like, just take it, otherwise it's oh. going somewhere. I'm like, fuck yeah, I will take it. That's very nice of you to keep it. Turns out, my my gamer shit <gasps> from my youth, my original Wii, <gasps> my uh, Nintendo DS, Whoa. all of the games, all of the hoots that I had from you know a decade plus ago are in now back in my possession you really have been in a gamer era as of late i've been in a gamer era as of late and this is just like the nostalgia because like now i'm back and like here's take me back to the twilight (laughs) era this is it that was what i was doing i was playing uh animal crossing city folk on my wii and the hannah montana dancing game um (laughs) because take me back please um 
But yeah, and now, because of that, I have been playing an ungodly amount of Cooking Mama for the Nintendo oh DS. Oh my god. Okay. Which is, I think I'm in my purest form. The first recession just had so many better games. So many bops, you know, like, <laughs> this one, like, okay, God of War, sure, whatever. <laughs> That's not fun. I don't want to do that. You know, I want to wallow in the disdain of a financial collapse with a very lovely uh, chef who's yelling at me because I'm not cutting things in the right exact way. That's it's what I just, want. The world feels safer with a Wii. Right. With, this episode with Mama is sponsored by Nintendo's <laughs> hardware that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. If you still got it, great. Um, otherwise, f- figure it out. Uh, <sighs> but I am very excited. Um, this is in a true like healing my inner child moment of like yes let's just like disassociate for the world and try to make a beautiful um i don't even remember squidding pasta sure in cooking mama you know let's just do a little little chef moment um and that's that's my truth i love games like cooking mama where it's like very inconsequential pressure yes right where it's like i'm under it's not low stakes to me. I take it very seriously. Right. But my job like- <laughs> is important. <laughs> um, I, I think it's also the aesthetics too, right? Like I'm I'm not in college anymore, so I don't I can't play League of Legends or WoW because right. I <laughs> yeah. I didn't like the person I was when I didn't pee yeah. or eat for twelve hours. So it's yeah. like I can handle that pressure when it is such a cute game. Right, and it's like, yes, I will grind to get a gold a gold medal on this souffle or whatever, <sighs> um, because I'm doing it for Mama. Yeah, you know? I'm doing this it for Mama. For me. I'm doing it for Mama. I can't let her be disappointed oh, in me. God, here's what I really want. Yeah, I really want a Cooking Mama version, but we're in the fucking diner in Forks. <gasps> yes. And we can just, like, shake those ketchup bottles really aggressively, yes. you know? <laughs> we, we have to get a, a proper squeeze bottle of ketchup for Bella so that she's not shaking glass around. Right. There's a cameo of, of Stephanie Myers at the diner, you know, at the bar, you know? Charlie coming in every single day. Every day. Every Getting day. Getting the same thing. No variety. <laughs> no change. I um, would honestly... Yeah. I feel like that's one of the only games that Twilight could make. I would, and I would eat that up. Yeah. Um, how are you, my dude? I'm here. Um, I'm pleased to provide a weather report that um, the Pacific Northwest is no longer being hotboxed yeah. by climate change. We have rain for the first time in like three months, and our air is breathable for the hey. first time in three months. Incredible. That's a big win. It's not my happy thing, though. I mean, it is, but, like, that's not hashtag content, you know? Yeah, no. But I appreciate that you are at least in a more breathable situation. <laughs> Honest to God. It's great to, like, <laughs> open my windows, you know? Um, yeah. The My happy thing this week is second breakfast. Okay. This was not what I was expecting you to bring <laughs> up, by the way. Because there's a big elephant in the room. There is. There, <laughs> I, yes, I am aware. Um, I am... I'm defying expectations. I'm a multi-dimensional person. Yeah, you, you. you do have layers. That is that is true about you. <laughs> um, I I know what people are like 
what do you mean? It's the Monday after Taylor's album. Why are you talking about Taylor? Listen, I'm, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I want to talk about Second Breakfast, okay? <laughs> I want to talk about Second Breakfast, and I'm crying on my own time, and it's not content. So I want to talk about Second Breakfast. Um, Hell yeah, tell me everything. <laughs> I wouldn't consider myself, by any sense of the word, a Lord of the Rings or Hobbit stan. Sure. Yeah. I've seen the movies. I tried to read the books. I don't... I'm going to be honest. I don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't... Yeah, the, that's fair. <laughs> the cast is hot. I get that. Yeah. The soundtrack's pretty. I get it. It's just, like, yeah. not my... It's not my truth. Whatever. Yeah, that's fair. It's pretty. It's fine. But, like, it's not... You know? Whatever. I was doing other things. I was living a life. <laughs> Nerds. Right. <laughs> uh, I played sports. I don't know. Um, yeah, sorry. I was a jock. So. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I beat you all up. Um, I didn't. I just wanted to be you. It was projection. I'm sorry. Um, so, but here's the thing about Second Breakfast. I wake up early. I have my whole life. And I don't know about you all, um, but the idea of eating food when I wake up at like six or seven in the morning, it feels like trying to eat pennies. I can't do it. It's awful. Yeah, it's it's a chore for sure. Here's the thing though. I have to take medicine in the morning. So mm-hmm. it's a battle against myself. What I finally <laughs> right. found out, what it's taken me 28 years to find out is that I can do something that I call second breakfast, which is I have <laughs> a granola bar. Right when I wake up. Right. So I have something in my stomach so that when I take my medicines, they don't come back up and I have to do the fucking right. process all over again. But I'm not hungry at that time, so I do it out of spite and anger. Sure. Right. <laughs> and yeah. then when I'm actually hungry, like two or three hours later, then I eat breakfast. Oh, my God. Because I don't know if you all know this, um, because, again, it took me 28 years to learn this. Granola (laughs) bar, not breakfast. No, not breakfast. It's not. It will not last you to lunch. So I take it. I wait for my meds to kick in. And then my body becomes more of a human. And I say, oh, food does sound good. I can eat now. And then I eat and I enjoy it. And that. Interesting concept. Yeah. (laughs) is an interesting concept that took me a really fucking long time <laughs> to figure out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, it uh, works, which is annoying. Right. It just turns out healthy habits do kind of actually know yeah. what they're doing. You know? I don't... It's, it's fucked up. frustrating. Um, and so if that is something where you also find it very difficult to eat when you wake up but you have to because Mm. you take medicine or just like you know blood sugar sure a lot of reasons yeah um but you realize like you actually want food later on in the day it turns out you don't have to wait until lunch right you can't just but stagger it you know yeah in a way that will make your body like you and your brain work So unfortunately, that is what I'm bringing. Um, it is a happy thing because my uh, I do like breakfast foods. It's just yes. when I was eating them in the morning, I didn't like them because they. Right. I was not. My body was like, no, we're not open for business. 
Yeah, it, it tastes it, like six a.m. and that's no good. It tastes like six. It was just like it was like being back when I worked in retail and there was someone banging on a door five minutes before opening, and I was like, I'm not ready for this. Stop. Stop it. No more. We we have some news. We do. I didn't mean that to be so dramatic. I was just really thirsty. The first of which being Andrew Liner, who is currently profiled in Pop Sugar. Yeah. Because of the fact that right now we are watching him weekly play the Mason Ashford. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of fucked up how cute this kid is. I it's literally in, in it's buck wild. Like he is he's got perfect like pretty boy teen heartthrob energy. And I don't know if I need to ask our producer what he's done before. But like yeah. how has he not been in like a Netflix rom-com? He has that exact energy completely. Like Noah Clementine who? Like Okay, he was in Grown-ish, which I've never seen. Okay, all right. So prior to this, that that, that tracks. Um, but yeah, I want to see him in like a. I want to. I want him to be Noah Centineo. You know what I mean? Yes, that's what like, it was. I don't... Not Clementine. <laughs> like he has that energy of just like soft boy, but also really fucking cute, and like you know can can be compelling in those ways and is not what from what we know so far doesn't seem like an asshole so checking all the boxes all the boxes here that is the thing unfortunately with a lot of these people who like this is not the first thing they've ever done but this is one of the first like more public things they've ever done i'm just like i like you Please don't make me regret that decision. <laughs> right. I want to continue to support you and like you. Um, the One of the things that Pop Sugar asked, not Pop Sugar, the Monica Sisavat asked mm-hmm. was what Andrew's favorite vampire project to date was. And Andrew said that he's looking forward to the new interview with the vampire because he really liked the 1994 movie. Yes. And I will say, I've heard nothing but good things about that show. Yeah, I think we need to do a retraction, because I feel like when that was first being teased, we were hopeful about it, but we were like, I don't know, is this going to be good? And it turns out it's very good. Uh, I've heard from... Everything I've heard of it is amazing, so maybe we should do it. Um, I agree. But, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. The other thing that I love about this... Is they asked him like what your dating profile would say, and again, this child is yeah. twenty two, so like I'm, I'm looking at him kindly, but he's it, right. <laughs> he's a baby, um, yeah. And he says I it would probably say something along the lines of I'm an actor, I'm an athlete, I'm twenty two, I'm in this new TV show called Vampire Academy, I'm a gentleman, <laughs> and I want to explore the world. Like yeah, you are a baby. And I want you yeah. to be safe. I do think in, in, other, in other additions to him being a baby, this answer of what's the most romantic thing you've ever um. done is great. Because he's like, well, it's kind of pathetic. It's very but nice. I did, I did drive six hours to give a girl I liked a letter. I, I hope that's her. what 
like the casting director heard right for yeah, their like, decision that's him <laughs> like what's the most mason thing about you and then he said like oh well i wrote this girl a letter and instead of mailing it and supporting the usps yeah. i drove six hours to give it yeah. to her do you think it was six yeah. hours total or six hours one way <laughs> i i feel like it has to be one way right that's very mason behavior anyways i love this child um i hope that i don't have to retract that at some point um last piece of news here another vampire show that we have not seen big news (laughs) (laughs) so uh, this is not surprising however i do think that the article is incorrect so this is from a longtime friend of the show showbiz chi chi Yes, welcome back. This came out as of this week. It's a, the article's titled The Vampire Diaries Filmed as Pilot While Twilight Was Filming in the Same City. This doesn't surprise me um, in the fact that, like, of course, The Vampire Diaries would film in Vancouver. Right. Because who doesn't film in Vancouver? Especially back in, like, 2009. Yeah, completely. Yeah. They might have been filming New Moon. No, no, they say Twilight. Okay. But it's like, if they were talking about Twilight, one, Twilight wasn't just filmed in Vancouver. They did a lot of filming um, in Portland. Mm -hmm. Not only, but quite a bit. Right. Um, One of the things that they mentioned, though, which I did not know, is that apparently... The Vampire Diaries and Twilight film scenes in the same place at the same time, which feels illegal. I didn't know that was possible. Right? Yeah. Where's the Where's the sag after it? <laughs> like <laughs> rules on that. <laughs> How is that? I didn't know that that was allowed. But who's to say? Yeah, the streams, I guess, were literally being crossed, which is fascinating. <sighs> which makes a lot more sense because the only thing that I know about the Vampire Diaries is that, like, especially early on, they make fun of Twilight a lot. Yeah. It's just to do right. that in front of Catherine Hardwick's face feels rude. Feels disrespectful, like, while you're on the same lot, assumingly. Yeah. It's really, it's really rude. <laughs> but, okay. Sure. Yeah, whatever. It's a, it's a bold move to make, but okay. Yeah, but hey. <laughs> I respect it. Listen, it wouldn't be the first bold choice for the CW to make. So Correct, yes. <laughs> um, when we last talked about the Vampire Academy show, things yes. were sad. Yeah. Things weren't going very well for Mm-mm. all involved. Everyone's kind of having a bad time. Right. Collectively. <laughs> Um, we had the breakup on the dance floor. Um, but not before Christian was like, hey, here's another element. You should think about it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we got Lissa, uh, being kicked off her current purpose of queen. Yes. Um, Janine was there. What else happened last time? Mia and Meredith. Woo woo. Yeah, still scheming and also gay. Right, question mark. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Question mark. 
there were we got introduced to the Psy Hounds, Christian's parents. Oh yeah, being that's that's a big like a big part being of the picture. Here and organizing first um, Troy crimes. <laughs> Jesse brushing up against death too much and still not dying. Yeah, fuck But up. then <laughs> Victor, oops, did die. So Uh oh. Um, whoopsie. Yeah. Except, turns out. Except. (laughs) He didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Not only is he not dead, he also has a really attractive husband. Yeah. So this episode is titled Benchmark. (laughs) Yes. And so in the book, Victor was a loner. He was ill and dying. And then he had his daughter Mia and it was pretty clear looking back like oh Victor's the villain it's right we got it we get it yeah now they're playing Victor as like we're supposed to care about him yes he's a lot more kind backstory supporting Lissa a lot more Sonia cares about him he's got this hot husband right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like yeah he's what a gay icon like, right exactly <laughs> what um, am I supposed to do now think he's the villain no 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 <laughs> yeah and weirdly enough his husband who I don't remember his name oh well he mm. was hot what do you want me to do yeah um, <laughs> was I was just too distracted all I can remember is Sonia called him Cornelius Papa, and I was like okay um his he was like fine with Sonia using mm. her powers on him. Right. He was like, you shouldn't have done that, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Right, but it was okay that it happened. Yeah. Hmm. Very hmm. Much to think about. Much <laughs> much to think about. <laughs> um I'm also interested there. One of the things that I noticed in this episode, amongst the past three episodes that we've watched, I'm Mm -hmm. finding it hard. If I was just watching the show, if I hadn't read the books, I would not like Rose. Yeah. And that sucks because they are making Mm -hmm. her so uptight. And that is not Rose at all. Right, because in this, like, it feels like Lissa, she's not, like, the carefree one of the group here, but she does have a bit more flexibility of, like, Mm -hmm. breaking the rules and, like, having a little fun or whatever, which, like, kind of happens in the book. But, like, she also cares a lot about tradition and a lot about doing what's right for the family and the memory of the family or whatever. And Rose is always, like, eh, like, doing fun shit. And it feels like a weird... That's the choice that they're making. And right. I don't it's like I miss her like witty it. comebacks. I miss her being a little bit of an asshole. I miss her bonds with all these different people and like all those different ways of it being kind of hilarious and a little annoying. Like, I love it. Where is that? Because now I'm not really getting anything besides she just wants to be the best. Right. Which is also what she thought in the books. But now it's just that and nothing else, which is mm, she's not just great. so flat. In the show so far. And that's an incredible disservice to her character. Mm -hmm. And I don't... It makes me mad. (laughs) 
So. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, pissed. <laughs> what I will say, a highlight of this episode for me was the, like, drop-dead gorgeous looks that Tatiana was bringing to the council. Oh my god, she was absolutely serving. <laughs> she knew she had a role to play and was like, hey, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna charm my the pants off of this council. I'm gonna be drop-dead gorgeous over here. And she succeeded. The... I was already on board with her when we saw the animal print earlier in this episode, but the mm-hmm. all, I think it was like cobalt blue suit was so yeah. pretty. Goddamn. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. So Tatiana is making, making her moves it's, in more ways than one. So. One thing I, I will say about the show in general is they... It feels like they have people on set who know how to do makeup, hair, and styling for yeah. for black actors. Yeah, for sure. Because and lighting, too. Like, I, oh, yeah, and lighting, especially. Like, yeah, like, I think it's really, like, clear in a way that it's, like, not obvious right because like it feels natural with everyone else that's right. the way that they they are looking like it's not like oftentimes what happens is it's like it's very jarring because people don't know how to light correctly and right. like, actually accommodate <laughs> for different skin tones so it's like much more jarring and like much more obvious um but this like the way it feels so seamless it's like oh you actually know what the fuck you're doing and like have your shit together um across all those areas and it's like hell yeah because everyone looks fucking fire in the show like i don't know what movie magic is on these lenses but they all look so good i think that is something that i i've realized more as we've watched more media is that when things are done well it often is hard to point out because it yeah. feels like it feels seamless. It's just mm-hmm. more of like when it's done bad, it's easy to point out. And so I think right, that right. I've noticed a lot that when Rose goes to the bar, she takes her hair out of the like either the ponytail or the braid that she's wearing. Mm-hmm. And it feels I mean, one, it's a very like code switchy choice. Right. But I yeah. think that that's something I've noticed a lot is it all like the clothing too feels natural when they're not in their yeah. like jumpsuits and stuff. So I agree. Yeah. I said, I, it must've been like 15 or so minutes into the episode when I yeah sent you a voice memo pissed. <laughs> Cause yeah. the whole episode <laughs> is about the, the benchmarks which they, that's not, I don't remember that that's what they called them in the book, but they're doing the like. I think they were the trials. Yes, that's what something? it was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because um, obviously, like, we've had the ranking thing. That's not new. But they're starting right. the, um, like, fake Strigoi, everyone's on guard, you have to swap guardians, that test mm-hmm. already. And yeah. which came a lot later in the books, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, right. It's wild that Meredith had a planned family visit for this, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, everyone, let's see what we're doing. Yeah. I did think um, to make it more visual, I thought it was smart that they used those collars with the oh, fake blood. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Um, because later on that did give me an unfortunately like very hot experience. Um, (laughs) that was very, was used to be very sexy later. It was (laughs) the problem though. I know this show has made some creative choices so far. I've understood even if I haven't agreed this one, I don't agree with. (laughs) Yeah. I am fundamentally against this choice. I'm against it and I don't understand it. Because in the books, in the tr- yeah, mm-hmm. Eddie is supposed to be with Lissa. Because yes. every at this point, right, like it is established, Lissa is going to be with Rose, and so she throws that whole hissy fit. Right, and Rose is supposed to be with Christian, and she's like, "Motherfucker, why? I don't like you." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> right, and if I remember right, I think Eddie is supposed to be with Jesse. Or not Eddie, uh, Mason was with oh, Jesse. Yes, Mason was with Jesse. Yes, I believe that's right. Yeah, that was what it, in the books where it was like, Rose is with Christian, right. Mason, no. Rose, Christian, Eddie, Lissa. Lissa, yeah. Mason, Mason. Jesse. Jesse. That, yeah, that's how that. I think it was in the books. And then they got all fucky yeah. with it in this. <laughs> and they were yeah, like, they what really- if... We put Rose with Jesse. For, for why? why? Literally for why? It makes I, no sense. No. Like, A, there's no motivation for any of that. To Especially be useful, when they right? haven't like, established that Rose has fucked Jesse yet, which in right, the books had exactly. already occurred. Right. And already had the rumors and shit about all that. Yeah. Like, because at that point, when they had, like, almost fucked, that's when Dimitri was like, don't be a blood whore. And then had told right. her about the other Zeklos. Yes. Right. So this is, like, throwing all of that into a loop. Exactly. Because now we don't have that foundation. And no. Now it's like. No, it's just that Jesse is an asshole. So right. why and would that, she. It just seems like Jesse sucks and that's it. And it's like, okay. But <laughs> yeah. this feels like there's more here. Right. Because we're already building with, like, the Dimitri tension a little bit at exactly. this point. And the Mason stuff. So now it just feels like love triangle stuff as opposed to, like, um, someone spreading lies about uh, an encounter they had as, like, blackmail. And Especially because like, Mia is different. gone girl this episode. And there's no explanation. Right. No. She's not around. It's like, okay. Right. What? And it's also weird in the context of, like, Christian and Rose's relationship. Exactly! Christian is, at this point, a pretty stimmied character. Like, he has, I mean, now he has, like, sort of the motivation that Lissa had in terms of, like, the the boxes and the, you know, the threats and all those kind of things. Now it's just in a different context of, like, communicating with his estranged and now uh, uh, Strigoi family members. Um... But, like, we don't get – we still don't get him being, like, kind of an asshole in the same way that we're not getting no. that from Rose. And so their whole, like, friendship d- journey just, like, doesn't exist anymore. No, and that was the whole thing of her being paired with Christian was right. people were like, why would you – because eventually, like, one, it helps them build that friendship, which is huge – And we get to see those dynamics. But eventually, when she does end up um, doing a really good job of taking care of him, so many people were like, why are you doing that for Christian? He's no Zara. 
And she was like, fuck you. That's Christian. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> right. And she's yeah, not going to exactly. do that for Jesse when why would no. anyone, like, everyone wants this dude dead. <laughs> like. Right. Everyone. Nobody and likes so this guy. The only thing that they kept the same is Eddie is still with Lissa. Thank God. Thank God I missed my boy. <laughs> God, I love him so much. But they put Mason with Christian. Why why are we giving all of the fundamental character building in the show to men? Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense why there's it's all being like muddled around. So we're ending up with like no real depth to these characters. Right. Yeah. They all get passed around so much that they're all just kind of still at the same level of not really yeah. a lot of going on, which is like confusing because each one, at least in the books, has like a really strong, um, you know, objective or personality or anything, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of purpose. Um, but now it's just kind of like, oh, it's just like mix it all around and see if it makes more interesting. It's like, I, I guess. But like now we're just kind of still at square one. Yeah. In terms of, like, actual development. And we're, like, four episodes in. Right. We're almost halfway through. And right now, the people, the characters with the most depth by the end of this episode Mm -hmm. are Mason, Christian, and weirdly, Sonia. Yeah. And, like, Sonia's makes sense. Like, it's it makes sense for that to be a B-plot because it helps Lissa. But they don't know, like... It's made more sense a little bit in this episode when she's studying, but there's not been mm-hmm. an explicit connection yet for that. Yeah. I'm so confusion about it. Yes, I will say I agree. Mason and Christian are very pretty. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> the conversation between the two of them, I get, yeah. but that depth for the especially with their relationship is supposed to happen in Spokane and not now. Right. Yeah, we're kind of jumping. We're fucking everything up. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Same Ugh. with the what how did you feel about Lissa's uh list of suitors? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to I was going to say speaking of fucking things up, uh cuz we kind of talked about it last week where it was like, "Oh, hey, we're really scared that we don't have enough guardians, so we should yeah. a get to fucking <laughs> and b lower the ages of like when, or at least in this episode, it's like lower the age of when you can do it to like sixteen, right? Um, which is bananas because they're already children set out to die, and they're like, but what if you were just a little bit younger? And we also did that. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you for serving your great country. Right. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your service. And so. At this point, like, Lissa's already down bad because she is not with Christian anymore. And now she's like, fuck, I don't have enough family members that aren't, like, seventh percentage of a cousin, perhaps, to make a quorum. <laughs> yeah, this is some real, here. like, royal lineage shit. Right. It's, yes, it's really, like, like bloodline type of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. that level of, like, you know, fully going down that specifically. Um, and so I think it's it's Victor, right, who's like, hey... Here's maybe like a little plansies we could right. do here to get you back on there if you just marry a Maroy. Yeah. Is it ideal? Which, no, but it's the no. only way to really fight Tatiana. But if you want legally. to like make sure that Tatiana doesn't have just a full widespread of power for no reason and without any challenges to it, because it seems like nobody else is really challenging her. Right. Um, we should do this. 
And so they do this like speed dating montage, which I found very charming. Um, it was cute. The, the kids were cute. It was really cute. It. The kids were cute. They really had a good time. Um, I also, we saw more of um, Lissa's compulsion in the special effects uh, yes. department here of like literally gold squiggles coming out of her mouth when she's <laughs> telling someone to scram, which I thought was very <laughs> funny. Um, I really loved that. Um, and then one of these uh, fine chaps, it's like, yeah, I'm kind of a nerd, you know, like I read a lot of like forbidden and old dusty books that nobody knows exists or whatever and this is like wee wee hello <laughs> what is that can you wear what what bo- i want to know about about spirits and i want to know about all these things that are only in Maroi that i can't read and um, right which i loved the there was one of the studers had like a blue streak in their hair okay that guy was gay right like right. that <laughs> gay also the the kid talking about the books gay yes there was a lot of uh homoerotic energy happening <laughs> i think um, blue streak this. hair kid was definitely queer but i thought he was the best out of all of them yes yeah i think he uh convinced because <laughs> he was much more like uh, uh, made sense in that regard especially since all just, like really jesse is on the list which is grody right yeah, and so everyone's, like, trying to make their pitch of be, like, hey, here's why I should be there, because I also want to be a part of this, like, this thing, and it's all the time, it's just, like, bad. And this the guy with the blue hair is just, like, you think I should go blonde? Like, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be kind of a serve, do you think, or no? Yes or no? <laughs> so, here's the thing that really pisses me off. Yeah. When the Guardian trials happened... It was in the second mm. book last time. Yeah. Um, because Mason had already gone yeah, um, because right. of Spokane. Because the thing mm-hmm. is, is that during the trials, the reason why Rose choked is she was seeing Mason's ghost. Yes. And right. Mason so much more was warning her about the wards and she didn't know that yet. Mm-hmm. So it's confusing that one, they're doing it this early yeah. and condensing all this down. And that Mason right now is competing for seeing his dad, which feels like it's coming from mm-hmm. left field. Yeah. And also that it's when this happened last time, they had to change some things. Right. So like, the way that it happened in the books is that they had like six days on one day off. So they yeah, knew on right. like that Sunday, right? The Lord's day TM. Right. They wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't be attacked. Whereas here in the show, they have like on hours and off hours, which feels less mm. real. Like, honestly, that's more like how Strigoi work. Cause they don't, they're not supposed to attack in the daytime as of now, right. but like, whatever. <sighs> So they they do the fucking trial in the church. Whereas when this happened last time, it happened outside, like in the courtyard. Why? First mm-hmm. of all, why are we attacking architecture? Why are we breaking pews? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> People work really hard to build those. Okay. Yeah. Lumber is not cheap right now. Did you all know that? Um, right. <laughs> those are probably like 500 years old. Anyways. Yeah. What I will say... This setup 
of all of them being trapped in the church and fighting was unfortunately very hot. <laughs> it unfortunately did um, really set up for something. I'm, I'm excited because I'm like, oh, man, what are they going to do? Oh, no. Like, I guess we'll all have to kiss each other, I guess, and like fight really hard. Because <laughs> like, they oh, started man. the episode with Rose uh, working one on one with Dimitri and it's yeah. not in that, like, side room where it was in the books. It's just out in the open. Um, yeah. Which is f- fine. <laughs> um, it makes it a lot lot harder, I think, for them to be flirty. But I thought that. And yet here they are. Just Rose pressing Dimitri up against a pew. Mm-hmm. Him. Which. Hey. Having a mouth full of blood. Um. I didn't realize was going to be very attractive. (laughs) (laughs) I also think the way that they shot that did it not feel like so obvious that they're trying to set up for him becoming a Strigoi? Yeah, like that's what I was taking from that. Like it felt very, I don't know, it feels very deliberate in the way that they're like, making it look of being yeah. like, uh-oh, something's going to happen. Like, something bad's going to turn, and this... I, I'm nervous. I worry about the people who haven't read the books. But the thing is, is like, oh if they God. do that, yeah. if they do that by the end of this season, I'm honestly going to flip a table, because we have nothing. We like, can't. We don't have the yearning. No. There's no any... anything yet. Besides, no. like, very basic, like montages of nothing like there's no actual conversations there's no real depth or momentum or anything with this it wouldn't can't just skip to that moment right now because that would be wild because otherwise where's why does anyone care about any of this right it wouldn't be enough for rose to travel across the world to go kill him right certainly not (laughs) no she'd just be like damn rip to a hobby right guess i'll find another one right i the other thing that i found very hard about this right is like mason in general yeah (laughs) but mason is the one in this storyline who wants to break all of the rules Mm -hmm. instead of follow them and rose is the one who wants to follow the rules where are we? Right. What timeline is this? Like, what's going on? When has that what ever happened? No. Because he is not supposed to be this reckless until the ski lodge. Like, when he goes mm-hmm. to Spokane. Why right. would we be there right now? Yeah. I get I'm it. Confused. I'm I'm <laughs> But we don't... I. I'm glad that he went after Christian. Christian was being a little... Uh, Christian pissed me oh, off no. when yeah, he saw that note and was like, damn, this looks like a trap. Guess I should go. I guess I should just like see what it's about, though. Just <laughs> like, <laughs> to be sure, you know? Yeah, I guess I should uh, try to convince Jesse to take me outside the wards. the other thing okay i'm not done with this episode where's ferrero you know i think ferrero hated this episode 
Yeah, she has to have because this is what left the building. This is everything we have built up towards. It's gone. It's all gone. I will say Christian, like, going weak for his mom. I liked that. I thought that that was in character. Mm -hmm. However, the idea that Christian would freeze in front of a Strigoi, fake news. Right. Incorrect. I don't like it. Well, I think, too, though, with the – because we haven't really even gotten to the thing of magic as a fighting tool, right? Like, Maroi don't fight still in this this universe. And, like – That's true. They haven't introduced his aunt yet. (sighs) Right. And, like, the fact that, too, that we didn't have the – what could have been the best TV moment ever of Christian lighting Jesse on fire. Fuck! Um, Like, I think we're not in that headspace of, like, people even using it as, like, a laugh, you know? As opposed to, like, also something they could use in combat. And I think there's, like, a hesitation with that outside of, like, you know, lighting the candles in the church or whatever. We're not really seeing a, like, rage out of him or, like, an impulsiveness, I guess, out of him in that way. Um, Which, like, seems... Yeah, right. It's like, ugh. Hate it. It's unfortunate because I feel like they are they are taking steps and some of them I mm-hmm. like, but at the end of the day, I feel like if you hadn't read the books, you wouldn't know anything about these characters. Yeah, completely. And that sucks. I feel like at this point though, the so the biggest change was so Sonia did unfortunately um, almost tell yeah. Mikhail in the greenhouse, but she did fuck him, and then her eyes went all black, and then she did revive the bird. So that's a thing, right? Um, and if that is how they are planning to show the darkness, that's going to be a lot harder for Lissa to hide. Yeah. Right, because like the, her eyes go fully black. Yeah, <laughs> um, because that obvious, was. Uh... Um, if if Rose can't tell that, then we have bigger problems. Yeah, girly. <laughs> How did you feel about the conversation between Christian and Dimitri in the church? Because uh, that had me um... actually like teary eyed. Yeah, I was I was emotional for sure. I think obviously we're the, the fact that they're just like getting the bulk's share of like development here is interesting because really they're talking about all these other people that are just don't get the opportunity to be more than flat, right? right. But like their little understanding and stuff of each other I think is really sweet. And I think kind of what I would want from Christian sort of friendships in this sort of stage of his character i guess mm-hmm. um but yeah there's there's definitely a lot of like respect and stuff in there that yeah i also felt like it was the if it wasn't clear with dimitri and mm-hmm. the blood that should have been very clear to an audience of like he's uh he's gonna be gone girl pretty soon yeah felt very very farewell and yeah for sure <laughs> um, you know I did feel like by the end of this episode, though, that we got critical character developments for Mason. Like, Mason actually finally acting like Book Mason. Yes. Um, and Dimitri acting more like Book Dimitri. 
Yeah. Getting a little jealous jelly bean over here. A with little Mason, jelly bean. And I love that. That's one. A little jealous jelly bean. The problem, though, is that, like, we don't – I'm more on Mason's side at this point because the television show hasn't developed Rose's character. Right. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because we're not supposed to be yeah. on Mason's side. No, at all. <laughs> He's no. supposed to be a little twerp. <laughs> yeah. Um, God. The – I got very soft when I heard Dimitri say Rosa for the first time. Oh, uh, it um, I can't hurt I can't. a lot. Yeah, <sighs> can't do this. I can't keep doing this. I can't. I can't. When I know that, like the way that they are bending this timeline, he could be gone at any second. Right. And I don't... Or maybe the television writers were very nice and were like, hey, maybe Dimitri doesn't have to turn into a Strigoi ever. And that <laughs> also doesn't help that for her, us. her development. No, of course not. Also, how did you feel about the end when he was like, um, I'm going to call you all these little sweet nothings and then I'm going to trick you into another test with that uh, God, bag of I missed head. it. Yes, I... <sighs> I fucking love Dimitri. It's fucking this Dimitri kind of right Dimitri. there. Because that was the whole thing about book Dimitri is he was like, never let your defenses down. And I right. feel like he's in the show fucking letting his defenses down and not emphasizing right. this like balance of being like, mm-hmm. do what I say and not what I do. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck. Because like the whole thing too with him is like, he's never... He's never caught slipping often, right? Right. And, like, even when he has stuff with Rose in the books and, like, things heat up a little bit, like, there are clear boundaries of him being, like, I have to, like, make a choice here. And, like, we can only do this if, like, this, this, and this or whatever. Like, there's – like, he only gets freaked out when, like, he realizes he can't control how he feels about her anymore. Yeah. But, like, this is too early to, like, even, like, being – to like go down on those on those morals and, mm-hmm. and training and stuff, which is why it made me nervous when Alberta was like, "God damn it, Rose, Jesse's pissed at you. We, you need to get your shit together." And then she mm-hmm. saw Rose and Dimitri acting a little like flirty. If she's catching yeah. on right now, instead of after he died and she came back. We're fucked. (laughs) Yeah, we got nothing. (laughs) Because the whole thing is that, like, none of her, none of her and Demetrius superiors knew because he was so goddamn Mm -hmm. good at his job. Right. (sighs) I'm so nervous. Um, We hit the halfway point next week. And I did see on the Vampire Academy Instagram account that I'm not reading spoilers for the episodes because I should know how this is going and I'm not but I did right. see a confirmation that there is an actor who's playing Adrian in this show <gasps> oh my gosh which okay. has me freaked out because yeah. when is he co- like hello yeah. where are you where, where are, are you? you we're halfway through what's gonna happen what's gonna happen <laughs> so that is very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, but we have some amazing patrons to thank. Do you want to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh, 
thank you to Kylie Minty. Ooh. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. Mulch. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Ooh. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Bing, bing, bing. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. Thank you to Katya Karp. Thank you to Hope Castile. Ooh. Thank you to Rachel Ashford. Ow. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Ooh. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Ooh. Thank you to Tess Avery. Ow. Thank you to Danielle Burke. Ooh. Thank you to my mom, your mom, our mom, Kelly Beck. Mom. Man. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ooh. Thank you to Laura Forty. Pew pew. Pew pew. Thank you to Dan Seclos. Ooh. Thank you to Maria Swan. Ooh. Thank you to India Peach. Ooh. Thank you to Emily Ozera. Ow. And last, but certainly not least, thank you to Jaylene Evishkov. Ooh. I have a fanfiction for you that I found myself. Hell yeah. Wow. Is, thank you. Um, it is from the <laughs> author Cuddly PCY, and it is titled Once Again. It was published, as we were recording this, yesterday. Oh, shit. Uh, this hot is, off uh, the presses. Hot. Still semen. Um, the summary of this is, it's Rose's five-year high school graduation reunion, and she meets Mr. Belikov again. A relationship ensues. With a resigned sigh, she reached out to grab the punch spoon, but jumped when another hand brushed hers at the same time. She turned her head to apologize, and her mouth went dry when she saw her old gym teacher, Mr. Belikov. He smiled in recognition at her, and she couldn't help but notice that he had gotten even more attractive. She didn't think that could be possible. He was always the hottest teacher at the school, only 10 years older than her when he taught her, and Rose had had a major crush on him for a while. Obviously, she did nothing about her feelings when she was in school, as it was illegal. But now, she was 23, he was 33. And God, he was gorgeous. Hello again, Rose, Mr. Belikov said, gesturing her to take some punch first. Hello, Mr. Belikov, she replied. Please, you can call me Dimitri now. You're an adult. Rose embarrassingly blushed, but nodded with a smile. How have you been the last five years? He asked. Pretty great. She replied, I've got a job at a gym as a personal trainer. Personal trainer? Yeah, I mean, gym was my favorite class in high school. And as I have a lot of energy, I figured it would be the best job for me. Demetri laughed, an impressed look on his face, and Rose felt her stomach clench at how handsome he looked. Do you still teach here? She asked. Yes, I do. I love my job very much. That's good. Everyone loved your class, and most of the girls had a crush on you, so it would suck if you left. Really? Rose swore she could see a hint of blush on his cheeks, but convinced herself that it must have been the dim lighting. Dimitri wasn't the type of person to be affected by compliments. 
Yeah, and it looks like a lot of them still do, she commented as her eyes scanned the room. A lot of the women were looking over in their direction and giving Dimitri lust-filled gazes. When she looked back at him, though, she was surprised to see his eyes solely on her instead of the other women in the room. It caused her to blush again, and she knew he could see it by the smirk that grew on his lips. So, by any chance, are you one of the girls who had a crush on me? He asked. End scene. Mm. Mm. <laughs> My heart. I can't. Ugh. Can you imagine having to do the presidential fitness test for Dimitri? God, I would. I would simply just pass away. I would. I would walk away, drop out of school, and never return. <laughs> I I would disappoint him. <laughs> I would yes, him. certainly. Certainly I would disappoint him. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that is uh, just a fresh, fresh little fan fiction for you all to uh, hold you over until next week. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. Tell your friends about the show. Our show yeah. and also the Vampire Academy show. And take care of yourselves with the eclipse that's coming up this week. Yes. Get your get your moon stuff in order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and as we say here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get whipped. Ooh. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.